Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. We have such a beautiful day here. I hope that wherever you are, your day is just as glorious as here. The sun is out and it's been a fabulous morning so far. So I'm glad that you've gotten your cup of coffee and you're ready to listen to a magnificent guest that I'm going to have today. Um, Cher, uh, Terry and I have just mess up, um, recently met through our favorite Entrepreneur through our favorite teacher, uh, Jack Canfield. And so I, it was such a pleasure, and I was so excited that I wanted her to share her information with us. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy talking and listening to Terry. Now, Terry Kajala, now she may correct me on that. You know how I am <laughs> on names. But Terry Kajala is a licensed professional counselor, she's credentialed trauma therapist, and transformational life strategist. She's the author of the Amazon top seller, Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life. Now, she's also a teacher, a trainer. She's a keynote speaker nationally and has been featured on various Denver area TV and radio shows. Terry has been in the counseling field since 1999 working with clients of all ages. But today her clients are primarily women and female entrepreneurs who come to her living generally unfulfilled lives, feeling weighed down by limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, fear, anxiety, depression, and past traumas. After working with Terry, these women are empowered to create massive change and expand far beyond their wildest personal and professional dreams. God, I love that, Terry. We are so in tune here, and we want to hear that message. So welcome to the show today. Absolutely, yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and, and be um, spending some time with your guests or your, yeah. your um, audience here. Yes. You know, no, you're the guest. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we are just going to have so much fun because <clears throat> this is entrepreneurs is what so many women are, are moving into, uh, creating that new life from maybe structured big business. And they're, all, they're wanting to go out on their own for more freedom, for more joy, for more fulfillment. And so I'm excited that you're here with us. Why did you, um, you've had quite an extensive background in counseling. Is there something that you 
discovered in all that counseling that led you to this or have you always been you've dealt with traumas but you know what was your love your original love it was so interesting so when growing up i grew up in a small town and i actually didn't we in our high school uh we Mm -hmm. actually had a career counselor we never had a mental health counselor Mm -hmm. and so in my sophomore year in high school um we, um, they selected, they hand-selected six individuals um, mm-hmm. to become what they called a peer counselor. So essentially, mm-hmm. in my, so- in my so- uh, sophomore year, they took us to all these additional trainings. I mean, these are like three-weekend or three-day-long weekend intensive training. It's oh, how wonderful. Counseling 101. Very mm-hmm. basic counseling listening skills. Like, so I got my feet wet really early on in life. And mm. to tell you, I was I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. So I went over, um, I would drive over to the fifth and sixth grade, and I would spend the time with them, getting to know them, hanging out with lunch, and and just really being a resource for them. And wow. it was one day where I had a sixth grader come to me and said that there was a fifth grader that was thinking about killing herself. Mm. And so I got to intervene. And mm-hmm. it was so powerful for me. It was like a, one of those moments in my life where I was like, wow, this is what I want to do mm-hmm. in life. And so, um, you know, not it wasn't great that she was suicidal, but it was great that I could help her and support her. And we got the, you know, teachers involved and everything. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting hospitalized. And, um, you know, it was pretty powerful because, you know, I feel like we saved, we saved her life. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to be powerful. What a what a lucky girl you were to be able to yeah. participate in such a program like that. That's yeah. awesome. And so that just continued, and then into my junior and senior year, and then my senior year it was interesting because I told my um, career counselor, "I'm like, this is what I want to do," mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> we got to do some peer counsel or some job shadowing, um, mm-hmm. and and so. I ended up, um, I had a little bit of some challenges. I, there was some resistance on his part in supporting this dream of mine to become a, a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so he really kind of put some barriers up for me. And so I had to overcome some challenges there. But I was, I was always like an envelope pusher. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to find a different way. So mm-hmm. I ended up, um, we had a traveling uh, a counselor that would come into our, um, our, our school district. And so I asked her one day, I said, you know, how do I see what you do? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know what, I work for a different you know, school. Let me ask that principal. She got clearance, and I went and spent the entire day with her, like eight hours of seeing her in motion with, you know, as a school counselor. And I was, I was mm-hmm. in love. I was like, that was, that was the that's done deal. And mm-hmm. so I ended up becoming a counselor. And, um, and in that path, it's been kind of an interesting Place because I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason, and mm-hmm. you know I've been you know doing this for almost 20 years now, and now in the last four to five years I've really been you know honing my craft and what really do I enjoy working with most, and of course that's women and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, and I find mm-hmm. myself you know um, women come to me and they're they're truly just fed up with the struggle and they. Mm-hmm. Done with sabotaging their own success stories, and now you know. And as a, as a therapist, I can say, you know what? Clients come to me and say, you know, you've made a difference in my life, and you've impacted me this way. And but now, mm-hmm. especially working with female on, female entrepreneurs, it's really fascinating because I can say now we can tie it back to dollar signs. You know, like 
Like the other day, I was working with a, a client. And I told her, I was like, these are the tools I want you to use this week, and just do this, you know, in this way. And she did, and she was like, you know, desperate for clients. And so she's like, um, she was able to um, close seven clients in that week, which equaled about wow dollars. And I that's was like, great. now that's that's where the magic comes in. It's really <laughs> seeing the results in a different yeah. way. And mm-hmm. so, um, and you know, I use a lot of the I let. I was traditionally trained as a therapist, but over the years, I've just found so much more around energy psychology and and using tools um, that are really outside the box for some people, uh, but they're Mm -hmm. powerful. And so when people are open to it, and I find that I attract the folks that are really open to those tools, um, Mm -hmm. it's so much fun. It's so much fun to help co-create with someone else what they they desire in their life, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's so this been that, that was kind of the fast track of the journey um, to get mm-hmm. where I'm at today. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to go back just a minute to that young person that you helped. Uh-huh. You know, I think that it's so powerful when young people help young people mm-hmm. because they can relate. You know, they're not talking to an adult saying, yeah. I know how you feel, but they can buy much more into the statement of another young person saying that. And the reason I say that is because of my, some of my background was a um, museum director, children's museum director. And we always wanted those young people to come. And even on, we had a Saturday program where they would come and teach the exercises and it, there's so many wins, one for the teacher, the young person that's teaching, but also the young people are so much more receptive and can yeah. get so much benefit out of it. So I know that for that young person that you were just answered prayer. Yeah. I mean, really, you know. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I didn't really think much of it then. Um, but now as I look back, I'm like, well... And someone, I was telling this story the other day, um, and someone goes, well, you saved her life. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of did. You know, <laughs> yeah, you I did. I really recognized that at that time, like, mm-hmm. the severity of what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. But truly, she had, a, she, had a, she had a solid game plan, and she, um, and she had, was very strategic, and she, her parents were going out of town, and so there was going to be just a, a teenager <gasps> there. Oh, my gosh. So she was that far. Yeah. She, was, she had a plan. And awesome. her, her method was very lethal, um, and she had access to weapons. And so, like, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. a, I'm going to take some pills, and maybe, right. maybe not, that might happen. Um, but mm-hmm. she was very strategic. And, and we grew up in a small town, so, you know, mm. it was just one of those things that she was very strategic and, um, you know, very serious. And I guess probably back then, you know, I don't think I recognized the, the severity of it. Um, right. You know, when I look back now, and, and, you know, my background in history is working with trauma. And so mm-hmm. working with folks that have committed suicide and folks that have contemplated suicide and, you know, um, knowing the severity of it now. And I, I'm like, wow, that, but that set me on this path. And mm-hmm. had those experiences not happened, I'm not sure where I'd be at, but I know I wouldn't be necessarily here. Um, but mm-hmm. it was like everything was kind of in alignment. Mm-hmm. So very, very purposeful. Now you didn't go into um, high school coaching or counseling. You went into um, 
one-on-one counseling through adults? Yeah. Well, I saw, um, beginning of my career, I saw a lot of children, adolescents, mm-hmm. um, and then adults as well. Um, but then mm-hmm. I, you know, in the later part of the counseling field, um, I really transitioned into mostly adults and adult mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing that I also um, thought about was, you know, we never know. People walk around carrying this pain all the time, and we see them every day, and they're pretending their role, they're wearing a different hat, and we never know who's in pain yeah. until that person comes to us and says, I'm yeah. in pain. Yeah. So even in a small of, town. We, yeah, we do a great job of hiding it, right? And mm-hmm. you know, I think you know, I think, you know, as as being a therapist behind the therapist door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get like this you get this look in into people's lives and yeah. you get to peel back all the layers of the this facade that we put on and it's powerful on how many people are struggling, you know. It is said that, you know, I think it's like sixty million uh, oh no! Three hundred sixty million people suffer depression every year. Wow! And so you think about the magnitude of that. We all know someone in mm-hmm. this, these dark times and dark places. And I think, you know, a lot of other factors that we didn't have, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Now we have. I mean, the social media, like all these other factors, you know, um, just play a part in. You know, well, just trying to make it through and feeling overwhelmed and, and not knowing how to get out of that place. Right. Now, that depression number probably is increasing with all the stress that we have in our life. But can you give us a quick definition? You know, every one of us has a down day or a down yeah. two days or three days. But what is the the actual, what would you say a person who is having depression is feeling or is it, is it an overtime? Is it measured by uh, length or depth? Right. You, you know, you know, for depression is more of a long term. You know, you can have a single episode and it can last, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm thinking about the, you know, long term kind of depression where, you know, there is just this, this sense of hopelessness. There's mm-hmm. um, just just negative thinking. It is mm-hmm. you know consumed by just kind of the doom and gloom of the world, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty powerful. I mean, it's we're, you know our sleep is impacted. Our the way we eat, the way that we show up, everything is impacted. The relationships that we have, we're we're isolated. We're not engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that did bring us hope and joy don't no longer bring us that, that sense of pleasure or joy in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's almost like um, our world just gets clouded by gray. And right. See the, the, we can't really see the joy in it. You know, I've talked sometimes about, like, you, we had this, like, little bubble, and this bubble mm-hmm. becomes, like, dark and gray, and we can't see past that. And at some mm-hmm. point, we have to kind of wipe, it, wipe and find a little spot that we can look out and say, oh, there is color, and there is. There is things that bring us joy. But then, you know, it's a compounding effect because now we don't have the motivation and we don't have the drive and we don't have the, I mean, we're very lethargic. And so it's it's taking these little baby steps to get out of that and find purpose and find meaning to our lives. Um, Because I think Mm -hmm. 
so many times we get to that dark place and that we don't have that we can't find that sense of you know purpose or where's my place in this world and what is what is life really about anyways and you know yeah well some of the you know some of the you know that I'm a divorce coach so a lot of my people are divorce or loss and so a lot of my people go through that depression period in their lives and um yeah you're you're really describing that woman really clearly you know so um, yeah i mean when you have when you have major life changing you know altering events you know mm-hmm. it, it and if you're not prepared for it like it can really throw you for a loop and and especially for women in divorce because we know that majority of women going through divorce end in a poverty level financially mm-hmm. um, yes because i mean some moms are stay-at-home moms and it just really impacts their their way of living and their lifestyle and um mm-hmm. it's a and do you think they can get through that period on their own, or do they need a therapist and a you know, or a coach? You know, I'm a little biased because I'm a therapist, right? But here's right. the thing: is I I say this like, not everyone needs therapy. You know, mm-hmm. there are some people that are super resilient and they're mm-hmm. and they can bounce back from anything, right? They're like mm-hmm. the little super mm-hmm. women of the world. And then there are some people. Um, that need more support and i think there is a little taboo around counseling but um um i think we all need it like i think we mm-hmm. all need it myself included like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i can't tell you like how much like it's, it's so important to be able to have someone that you can get tools from that you can you know process things through that have clarity get insight like make changes be held accountable, like all of these things. Mm. Um, so whether that's through a counseling or a coach or, you know, a mentor, you know, wherever you can get those needs met, I'm a yes. component of it. And it may not be from a therapist. It may be, you know, um, whatever makes sense for you in your life. Yeah. I think it's just reaching out, realize that sometimes you're stuck and you just really need an outside source to help move you forward. I uh, for different people have different needs, the depth and maybe or the width of the the coaching and the support. But I do think um, reaching out for somebody that is aware of the um, changes of transition that yeah. people have to go through is important. Yeah, and I think that, yeah. you know, when we, um, you know, when I was much younger, I always just like, oh, you can't ask for help, right? Like, asking for help is a weakness. <laughs> And I just, I think it's BS. Like, I totally am calling BS because I just, I, I find, and, and when you, when you get over that hump from asking the first time, mm-hmm. it frees it up. And now, you know, like, I think I kind of rely on it probably too much now because I'm like, oh, I can't free this out. Let's just, let's ask for some help. Let's get some help. Because I'm like, and I have a team. I have a team mm-hmm. that's behind me um, in so many different aspects. I have a team in my life, a team in my business, a team in here. And, and so I definitely support like find, reaching out and, and getting the answers and it makes it so much easier. And I'm, I'm all about living an easy life and making things mm-hmm. easier on ourselves. And mm-hmm. so, um, if I find like a prime example, the other day I was like, no, I need a mentor around, you know, this specific thing in my life. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to go find this person to like help <laughs> coach and support me on this, this, you know, specific, mm-hmm. you know, task in my life because I don't, I don't have the answers. And of course I could Google it. But I need, right. I want someone that's 
that's going to hold me accountable and, and help push me and help grow me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I reach out all the time and say, okay, who do I need on my team now? Because my, those people on my team, you know, obviously change. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think family members are a source of support, but many times Aunt Susie is not the best support. Right. She can't be objective. Right. <laughs> and um, that's really important in helping somebody move forward. Not that Aunt, Auntie doesn't want to. She right. sincerely right. wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's important. To know, yeah, I'm sort of that way too. I think once we we get into the coach area, we know the importance, so we go, okay, <laughs> who who can help here? Yeah, but you, yeah, you, you know, one of the things that I always like to share with my listeners, and and we all have these in our lives, they're defining moments, and you shared one in uh, sharing visiting with me earlier about things that you needed to overcome. And I love the cheerleading story. So So, would you share that? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, back when I was about a sixth grade, I was so extraordinarily shy. And you have to Mm -hmm. understand, like, I grew up, I, like, I, you know, I grew up in a small town. And, you know, looking in, it looked like we had a, you know, normal, I had a normal life. But Mm -hmm. I really had a huge secret. And that huge secret was, I felt like I was a worthless human being. I oh. so I was told messages that I was stupid, I was mm. worthless, I was, mm. you know, never gonna be anything, that I was mm-hmm. never gonna be good enough. That I was a nobody. Like mm. a nobody. And that that goodness when you hear that long enough, you know, those words became, you know, part of my life and eventually they became yeah. part of my reality. And yeah. This is how I live my reality. Is like, gosh, I must be this worthless human being. Mm. And, you know, I think what resonated with that girl who tried to commit suicide is, you know, there had been times in my life that I wanted to end it all. Like, that, right. I, I, I came from such an emotional, abusive background, and mm. it was painful. And, mm-hmm. and so I grew up that way, right? And, but there was, and I was extraordinarily shy. I was diagnosed with a learning disability very early on, which was challenges mm-hmm. all on its own. So, and it just reinforced this, this lack of worthiness and this lack of self-esteem, right? Um, and all of that. It just, I mean, which is a big hot mess, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but there was one time I remember I was in sixth grade and I <laughs> remember telling myself, like, I, because I was so extraordinarily shy that I was like, I got to do something about this. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize then that it was like really my, I talk, I talk about my zone of brilliance. Like I think my zone of brilliance <laughs> right then and there was like being awoken for the very first time. But I didn't mm-hmm. know what that was, right? And, um, but I was telling myself, I've got, I got to figure this out. I, mm-hmm. What can I sign up for that will not allow me to be shy? And so, of course, I signed up, I signed up for cheerleading. And, um, <laughs> and I, think that's I have to brilliant. tell you, like, <laughs> So I had to, I had to tell you, like, so you have to go ch- try out at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to try out in front of the entire high school, which, again, I, it's small town, so it was like a hundred, so it wasn't like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a thousand people, but it still was when you're, when you're like, you oh, know, it's four huge. feet nothing, and you're like, you know, tiny, and you're in, on this, all by yourself in this entire mm-hmm. gymnasium, trying to, you know, shout out a cheer and, you know, do a little cheer dance to, for the tryouts. And then, by the way, you're in front of 10 
uh, college judges that are cheerleaders. Um, oh, it was no. really intimidating. It was very intimidating. And I got out there and I mustered off all my little strength that I had and all my courage. And I don't know if they felt bad for me or they just uh, needed an extra body on the team, but I made the team. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but you know what? I have to tell you, I faked it for months. And I faked it and faked it. And I found myself, like, it was so uncomfortable for me. And I remember every time I threw on my cheerleading outfit, I'm like, oh, I got to get out there. And the worst part, it wasn't so bad when we were standing all together because I had, like, you know, um, a sense of community in my team. But as soon as yeah. they, like, break for a, a timeout and you had mm-hmm. to spread across the entire gym or the entire football field or whatever it was, and you were mm-hmm. by yourself, then mm-hmm. trying to, like, cheer up the crowd like I have to tell you like it was it was intimidating and it was scary but you know what I grew into it Mm. I grew into it and so I really truly believe that I was born probably an introvert but I grew Mm -hmm. into what I really truly feel like I am authentically me as an extrovert and Mm -hmm. um but I feel like it was one of those that was a huge defining moment in my life and then I went on to become a cheer captain and then I went into high school cheer and um but it gave me freedom to do other things that I was really scared of. And, well, uh, yeah, that's right there. I mean, you are resilient. I mean, to be able to go in there and face that fear, realize what you need to do, and actually walk out in front of those people that are going to judge you, rate right. you, tell uh, you yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you are, are not good enough. I just think that is huge. Yeah, So, it, and I really think about when I trace back to a lot of the things, like that was such a defining moment. Um, I mm-hmm. was pushing the envelope. I was, you know, standing up for myself. I was, mm-hmm. for the very first time, I had a voice. You know, I was being seen. I mean, that was so important. Like I, for the very first time, was seen by people and, right. um, and heard. And, uh-huh. and it was, it's one of those things that it's like, wow. But and I was like, what for, like, what, what was in me that made me do that, right? And I just like, you know, I yeah. really believe that we kind of have this inner guidance, that we're born with this inner guidance. And, and it just was like, okay, it's time to light up. Here it is. Here's your chance. Yep. Um, yep. And, 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 and there I am, like, creating this. And so. Yeah, you do not appear shy at all no. you have overcome that no i'm not shy at all like i i, I wouldn't say that yeah. that's characteristic of, my, of me at all um yeah. and it's interesting when i so in my book i talk about a lot about getting outside your comfort zone and yes. and applying like how do you expand that and so you know years and years ago i created this tradition where anytime my family comes and visits they have to do something if they're going to stay with me. <laughs> their, their, their price of staying with us passage. is getting outside their comfort zone. And it's, it's interesting. So I started this tradition probably about 18, 19 years ago. And um, my mom. Okay, out. wait, wait, wait. Okay. I want you to tell this story after break because I, okay. I don't want to shorten it. We're going to go to a break in, shortly. But, okay. you know, these stories are jewels. In that they are seeds that we plant. And look how it's working in her life now. So when we come back, Terry will share this wonderful story about how it is to be a guest in her home. (laughs) (laughs) What you must do. I know. Then we're going to talk about how the woman, the woman you are, makes that transition that you must face and you can face with success. So we'll be back shortly. 
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford, returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We're having a fabulous time talking with Terry Kajala. Please tell me I said that right, Terry. <laughs> it's hard to laugh, but it's close. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Hard to laugh. Oh, see, isn't it so much prettier when she says it? <laughs> Beautiful. You know, but my, anyway. main name, my main name is Miller, and so when I took on my husband's main, or husband's name, I was just so delighted because it seems exotic and fun, and so I really don't care at all when people cannot <laughs> pronounce it. So I actually just, because I just, I, yeah, it's not a Peterson, Miller, or Smith, like, you know. <laughs> so, I well, don't I, mind appreciate, it so, I appreciate it. Yeah. Guests like you with, with a <laughs> sense of humor because Joyce is unfortunately, she has some um, issues with these <laughs> names. And my listeners we'll are so, so <laughs> kind and patient. I do love them for that. Yeah. But we were, you were just getting into telling us a fabulous story that you ask your family. Yeah. To do yeah. it and stay with you. Yeah, you know, but it, but but it's been interesting over the years. Is um, they all know this, and so when they mm-hmm. when they when they schedule trips with us, then they actually start planning themselves. They're like, oh, you know, we were going to stay with them, so we got to think about something to get out of our box. And you know, about a year ago, when my um, um, nieces and nephews and brother and sister in law stayed with me, it was interesting that the kids started thinking, oh, and they started planning way before getting to Colorado um, <laughs> around um, planning what they're going to do. And so I'm like, oh, like how like how cool is this, like, with the impact? Um, mm-hmm. But no, when, when my mom first started coming out, she, um, I said, you got to do one thing outside your comfort zone. And I don't, and my comfort zone is different than yours. Yours is different than mine. It's oh, different sure. than Joe Smith. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it, and it's okay. Like, there's no judgment of, you know, what that comfort zone is. It's just as long as you're stretching yourself. And so she right. came out, and the first one, um, I remember this, it was um, being introduced to, she drank a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really outside of her comfort zone. And then the next time she came out, we had Vietnamese food, and then we had Chinese food, and we had 
Ethiopian food, and we had these fancy, like, little, um, you know, um, healthy eating, you know, like, so we did like, lots of different different types of foods and cultures, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. And then, and then we started experiencing like you know zip lining and whitewater rafting and well. some other adventures. <laughs> and then you know, uh, two years ago, um, we worked herself up. And again, this is probably over fifteen or you know, sixteen years. Uh, but then we worked herself up to jumping out of a plane and going skydiving. And so, oh my really, gosh! And, but the neat thing about this is the residual effect. So now she um, is independent in you know creating joy in her life, and mm-hmm. and she does ziplining now on a regular basis. She goes kayaking, and mm-hmm. she doesn't have to have permission from anyone else. She can just do it and mm-hmm. create it herself. And it's really powerful. And then other people ask her, like, what are you doing? Like, she's like, I'm doing this. And then she's impacting, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that that mm-hmm. to me is where the juice lays. It's like, you know, you know, it's said that we have an average of 250 people in our direct circle of influence. And mm-hmm. so anytime we make personal transformation, anytime we shift, anytime we do something different, we have a direct impact and we get to share that with our, you know, circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about the impact that we can have, uh, it's, that, that's what just makes me excited. Like, mm-hmm. we can have a massive impact on, on individuals and in, in, in the world and our, in our community. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I think that there is steps leading up to that. I'm not going to tell people to go jump out of an airplane tomorrow. <laughs> um, but if you choose to do so, build up to it, um, because, mm-hmm. You, so every time you do something outside your comfort zone, it just stretches you. And the cool side effect, if you will, is it exposes you to other possibilities. You know, mm. um, like driving a different way home, right? It, it, mm-hmm. I um, was driving home um, the other day, and, and I GPS was telling me what certain way. And I'm like, I don't want to go that way. I want to go do something else. And it's interesting. I saw this billboard, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this billboard just gave me so many ideas, and so I found myself, like, pulling over and, like, writing down some ideas. And I was like, I didn't know that I would have experienced that had I done what I was going to do, right? And so it exposes us to other things and ideas and people and situations, and it's just really a fun place to live. Well, you're so right. I'm going to re-emphasize that we don't all start at the same place is getting outside of our comfort zone. So you have to know yourself Mm -hmm. and be willing to open up to that new experience. So I love that you started with something small Mm -hmm. and grew it every time. Yeah. And this is honestly, this wasn't me. This was her. She was like, okay. And I think, well, she's like, well, I want to try something new, a new food. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's our options. Here's our, you know, um, and then she yeah. picked up. I'm like, great. So, like, mm-hmm. they, she was in the driver's seat the whole time. Um, and I prefer the people being in the driver's seat because you're taking ownership, right? You're taking ownership yes. of that experience. Right. In life, so. But you planted the seed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you turned it over to them, which exactly. is the, it's the well, best the because they're the because owner. That's, that's their experience. <laughs> yeah, they're the owner of yeah. that experience. Um, mm-hmm. Of course. So. Yeah. Definitely. I did. Um, can I share a story with you? Of course. This is really big for me because I had this seed planted many, 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 many years ago when I was um, 
in a retreat site. I did not attend the event, but um, it was another coach that does firewalks. And, you know, that's where you walk on the embers. Uh And um, so last year I was going to visit a friend, a childhood friend that lived in South Carolina. And I was just kind of looking to see what was there. And there was this firewalk. And I was so determined to do this because in my mind I had grown enough to want to do it. It was like I wanted to do it. Yeah. And the man just finally Purple. gave up because I was wanting a private one because I didn't have anybody else with me. And it it worked out. He finally said, oh, okay, come on over. <laughs> but oh, it was so empowering. I can't tell you. I had the little embers on my here on my desk. And ah. it's so empowering to know you've achieved yeah. something like that. So jumping out of the plane for your aunt or eating the Chinese food or yeah. whatever it is, it's an achievement. Well, and the other no. thing, too, is, like, it gives our brain evidence, right? Like, there is mm-hmm. a part in our brain called the reticulating activation system. It's always scanning mm-hmm. our environment for evidence. It it ends it, it in the positive way or in the negative way, and and honestly, every time we get out of comfort zone, our brain goes, "Oh, you can do that, <laughs> really? Choice? You can do, you can walk on fire, really? Okay." Um, and now you're complaining that you're not able to, you know, write your second book, like right? Like you can do that. <laughs> you got this, girl, right? And so it just yes. gives us reinforcement and it gives us evidence that we can continue doing this. And so I highly recommend everyone creating an evidence log or a victory log of those things because there are going to be times when, when challenges get, we chase, we are faced with challenges. And then now you have all this evidence that says, yeah, I can do this. I yeah. always do these, what I call um, these little testers. And, and I sign up for the things. Whenever I'm traveling into a different um, state, I, I Google exciting adventures in whatever state. Oh, And then cool. I go do the exciting adventures, right? Mm-hmm. And um, or just signing up for things like one of the things that was on my bucket list was running a marathon, and I ran oh. it about seven eight years ago, and it was actually didn't realize it, but it was like it's considered the hardest sea level marathon, and it's oh. top five in the nation hardest oh. or hardest, oh marathon, which oh I didn't realize because you're pretty much doing a fifteen or fourteen hundred elevation gain um, while running. Oh a marathon. my god! Fabulous, right? <laughs> But after I did that, I was like, oh, I can do anything. You, it's true. I can do anything. Like, I finished that sucker. You're like, I'm, I can do anything. Right? But, like, whether yeah. you're walking on fire or you're, you know, jumping out of planes or you're, you know, um, eating something for the very first time. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember eating whale blubber one time. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? Um, but it was an experience, right, and trying it. But right. I, I, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can do anything. And mm-hmm. I can create this experience that can be fun and exciting and, and, ah, uh, and that's yeah. where, and, and you can, you can create these experiences for things to look forward to. Um, you know, some people will say, well, I just do one thing a year, you know, and I'm like, why not plant these, you know, take your, you take your mm-hmm. list of bucket list mm-hmm. and strategically start planning those out throughout the month and the weeks. And then mm-hmm. every week or every month you have something to look forward to and, push yourself and expand yourself and oh but i want to reiterate that that level of getting outside of your comfort zone is very important my seed was planted 
20 mm-hmm. years ago, but it wasn't until I was ready yeah. and that I could face the fear that those yeah. goals gave me and yeah. do it. So I think that's very important. Yeah. We have and to say, key- I want to do it. Yeah. I can do it. I will do it. Yeah. But it doesn't start there. It starts right. back well, it's here. That, with it's that seed. seed that gets planted, and then it goes, mm-hmm. okay, it's something or something other small thing that that can be done. Um, yes. And then it's something else. And honestly, it can be as silly as this. So I was giving this example that years ago I was like, hey, I didn't really do anything outside my, like, my comfort zone or out, like something different. I didn't do anything mm-hmm. different today, you know? And so I came home and we, my husband, we had just finished dinner and we went over and was sitting in the living room uh, watching some TV. And um, I was like, oh, you know what? I think we'll, let's have some ice cream. So I, I went over and grabbed some ice cream <laughs> him and myself. And mm-hmm. um, I put my ice cream inside of a wine glass and then I grabbed a fork to eat it with mm-hmm. a fork. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, it's something different. And he's like, so, so we had a Seinfeld episode right there on our couch for like 15 minutes of talking about why I was eating ice cream out of a wine glass with a fork. Um, <laughs> um, but it was something just different, you know? And, you know, and it's like if you always get up and you always put your left shoe on first, try putting your right shoe on. Like, right? Right. Those little yeah. changes and things, you know? So I think that the key point is, you know, planting a seed having small incremental and even what it feels like insignificant little mm-hmm. changes and then right. your brain goes oh we can do this right <laughs> and then play with more and play with more and and because while you're doing this that comfort zone is expanding and yeah yeah i love that i love that now are do you talk about this in your book because you do have an Amazon bestseller that sounds fabulous for my listeners to get a copy of. So uh, tell us about that book Yeah, and where to get it. It's it's funny. (laughs) The book, I I never wanted to write. It's not on my bucket list. But it was like a (laughs) seven-year process and, you know, everything happens in the right timing, right? And so so I put this together. I used to write um, for a lot of different magazines and things, and my clients kept saying, "You need to write a book. You need to write a book." So finally, <laughs> it's come to fruition. So we just launched it last or this bad this past February. Um, we Yay! Um, yeah, it's been an exciting, um, exciting process. So, of <laughs> course, like you know, I with any of my clients that I coach with, um, you know, I talk a lot about um, these concepts that are in the book, which is you know, like owning your happiness and taking 100% responsibility for that and, you know, how do we get ourselves out of the way? I mean, that's such a big chunk big. of the book is yep. because, you know, I talk about, um, you know, embracing, um, unlocking, embracing, experiencing your extraordinary. And the mm-hmm. first piece is on that unlocking because, honestly, that is where, I mean, we have to unlock the barriers that keep us mm-hmm. from that hold us back. I mean, that's where the massive breakthroughs happen. That's where, you know, we can truly start to step into that zone of brilliance because we all, if we think about it, if we silence our, you know, brains for just a moment, we all have that knowingness inside of something oh, extraordinary, right? Is, right? Yeah. And, but unfortunately, we've just been, you know, there's layers upon layers upon layers. And I can speak for myself that I have like this, this head trash thing going on that was <laughs> massively powerful and it just wrecked mm. me. Um, so I had to get really clear on that and clear those out. And so I talk a lot about there, you know, some fun, effective, efficient tools that I help mm-hmm. like literally clear out 
the muck. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot yeah. about getting stuck in the muck and clear out the muck. Um, and then, you know, obviously what we just talked about, you know, playing outside of our comfort zone, you know, creating a really powerful support team that is our rock star team that is going to be there. And, you know, how do we, you know, let go of the dream stealers and how do we support ourselves even more that we talked about a little bit earlier. And then, you know, embracing gratitude and creating a practice of gratitude in our life and how to find the gift in every experience mm-hmm. um, in our lives. And, mm-hmm. and then obviously the last part, part, which is, I think is so crucial, and, and I think we kind of miss this part, is about taking action. And how do we take right. action towards these, these targets? Now, I incorporate the mm-hmm. um, concept of law of attraction, which um, mm-hmm. folks are familiar with that. It's essentially, you know, like attracts like. And so I didn't really necessarily buy into that in the beginning, and I, I did my own research and dug into it, and then I was like, wow, this is quantum physics. Like, mm-hmm. this is grounded in science. This is just a universal <laughs> law. I mean, there's lots of universal laws out there, and, you know, we don't go, go, we don't go questioning gravity. Like, we are pretty confident right. that gravity works, and we understand it, right? But this is Even if we don't, we must accept we, it. Right, we have to accept it, right? And so this is just one of those other universal laws, and so people are you know, using this knowledge and using this, whether they know it or not. And so mm-hmm. I get to like help kind of fold in this and just allow them to really truly be their powerful selves. And like they're potent, we're all potent beings and your potency really depends on, you know, you allowing yourself to be that potent, you know, mm-hmm. your, your potency, you know, is, yeah. is only as strong as you allow it to be. And so, yeah. and and so, you know, going through these processes and and really helping shift people um, into this way, into this place that they desire. Because I think that's the biggest piece that I mm. see, and I've seen in my in both my counseling and my coaching is people are not happy. They right. are just settling, and they feel right. like they're living kind of mediocrity lives, and they're just. Um, you know, just trying to put on the face and the facade that I'm okay, but really and deep inside, they're like feeling like something's missing or they're feeling yeah. unfulfilled or they're feeling overwhelmed and they're just struggling to get by and they're in that kind of day-to-day zone of like, okay, you know, drop off the kids, go to work, come <laughs> home, yeah. get dinner, go to bed. Like, you know, it's like in this, um, but mm-hmm. how do we, how do we live more fulfilled lives and get really excited about life? Right. I was in my uh, studying as well. The gratitude, embracing gratitude has so many benefits to it. Mm. I mean, it raises your energy Mm -hmm. level, your vibration level so that you draw in positive things into your life. It it was just amazing to me when I first um, became aware of the benefits of gratitude. I thought it was, oh, thank you for this food, you know, lunch. And dinner at the table, but yeah. it's far greater than that—the reach and um, just the power well, from of a gratitude. vibrational from a vibrational standpoint. The two highest, so they have taken emotions and mm-hmm. um, feelings, and they've put it and they've connected it to a vibration. So everything has vibration, and yes. so love and gratitude are the highest vibrating frequencies. Mm-hmm. And so think about creating from that place. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a, a place of doom and gloom or a yes. place of despair or a place of hopelessness. I mean, when mm-hmm. you're in that place of gratitude, and so I highly recommend for all your listeners that the last 45 minutes of your night, it gets processed seven times more than it does any other time of day. 
So that last mm-hmm. 45 minutes should be filled with yummy, juicy things and including um, a gratitude practice. Um, now, some people will write down, you know, I am grateful for and write down certain things or you can spend, you know, pick one thing and write about that and journal about that and really get into that place of gratitude and feel the feeling. Um, yeah. That can be a really powerful place to end your night um, mm-hmm. and you just set yourself up for success the next day. Are you saying 45 minutes? Not 45 or minutes. Four, two, total, five. But for that, that last 45 minutes of your night does get processed oh, okay. seven times more than it does any other time of day. Oh, I see. So that I last see. 45 yeah. minutes, fill it with things. Like I always set my intentions for the next day. I have my daily intentions planners and I, I fill that out the night before. So I'm planning Mm -hmm. it. Um, so like for me, it's like my little minions start to go to in my brain, (laughs) my little minions (laughs) in my brain go to work for me and they start working for me. And then they start, and then things start being falling into place so easily the next day. Then I Mm -hmm. feel that with some meditation. I feel that with, um, I usually am doing, um, some writing or journaling and then I Mm -hmm. finish my, that, that 45 minutes that is, uh, you know, five to 10 minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe closer to five minutes is spent in gratitude and mm-hmm. writing in my gratitude journal. So yeah, that's true. And, that and just a little, just for the you listeners out there, you cannot repeat those gratitudes because we have so much to be grateful for. You can't say the same ones every night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, gotta you, think know, outside you know, over time, yes. But, you know, my <laughs> husband is still to this day, like, I cannot seem to get him to, like, shift that. So he says the same four every night. And I'm like, honey. So I push him and say, okay, you can say the same four, but you, you have to add to it. And so now I make him add to it. Um, listen to me. I'm, like, making him add to it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I want you to share with my listeners your website where they can learn yes, more from you. And you, there's this wonderful giveaway that you have. Of course. So, where's so your yes, they can go and find any information on TalkingWithTerry.com. Um, I do also do a Facebook Live on Tuesday nights. Um, and so they can jump on there. Yes, I'm always, you know, giving giving nuggets, giving tools, having a great time. Um, so talkingwithterry.com, um, you'll find all the juiciness. Um, you can like me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all the social media outlets. And then, of course, um, if you go to the talkingwithterry.com mm-hmm. backslash chapter, T-H-A-P-T-E-R mm-hmm. dash one, I'm going to give my first um, chapter away for free. Uh, so they can go Wonderful. and download that. Um, and then I also had Jack Canfield wrote my forward to my book. And so I'm also oh, putting that in there. Great. Yeah, it was yeah, such a, that, great. that was such a process. And talk about, you know, creating because mm-hmm. that was a process itself. Um, so yes, go grab it on there. So talkingwithterry.com forward slash chapter dash one O N E. And, um, Go grab that and would love to connect with you in any way that I can add value and and be a service. Yes, I encourage people to go to your website because she just has so many things that you could take advantage of. And the Facebook Live on Tuesday night is awesome. Yes. What time is that? It's 8 um, p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Okay. I'm making my notes here. Yes. Join me and say hello and... Um, Well, we are coming to the close of our hour, and I just have so loved our conversation today. 
we've um you know it's fun to talk with you i'm so happy that we met um at Jack's event, he was yes. doing one day events around the United States and I had not met Terry and she is just a ball of fire. I tell you, she's <laughs> energy over and, uh, but I am so uh, rewarded in, in being able to have experienced her and I love what she does. Um, and her energy that she shared behind her reason for what she does. So as you can tell, she has lots of good stuff for us. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. This has been such a delight to be on um, the air with you, and I look forward to staying in in touch. Definitely, definitely. So what's up coming up for you in the next few months yeah, you know, I am traveling a lot. I am speaking. Speaking? Um, yeah, I'm speaking um, in lots of different um, states and, and coming up, and I have an intensive. Um, my Unlock the Magic of You intensive is coming up June 9th. Um, Wonderful. In July, we're actually um, launching um, a virtual. Um, we just have had so much more need for folks that cannot be, that are not in Colorado yes. that want yes. to stay connected and want to get more tools. And so in July, we're actually launching our um, virtual um, training academy. So that will be um, available. And so just if you're interested, um, you can stay in touch and that will be, um, details will be on the website as well. Um, and, and we'll also be making announcements on social media as well. So now yeah. this will be your first time to launch this on the internet. On the virtual, on the virtual, the virtual, of it. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's exciting. Congratulations! Yes. I yes, think yes. people need to sign up. <laughs> absolutely, yes, Joyce. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we we'll have to come back on and do this again. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> so we can. But it has really been a pleasure. I thank you so much for your work for the growth that you've had and all that you've really the people that you help out there are are so appreciating that you're doing the work that you're doing so i thank you again for being here today well thank you thank you i am just filled with a sense of gratitude for being here on your show today oh thank you Uh, let me ask you one more thing about your book is it also on kindle it is yep um it's um, available um, Kindle, hardcover, and, co- and soft copy. Yes. Oh. My okay. daily intentions planners are only available um, through our website right now um, mm-hmm. because we are um, it, because they're spiral bound, and I'm not willing yes. to change that. Um, mm-hmm. So that those are only available on our website. Um, but eventually, I think we're, we're we're working out some other options um, with another fulfillment company to to make that available through Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, we just, but it's a wonderful tool. I'm not willing to sacrifice that, so we have to get creative on figuring out how <laughs> how to find this, yeah. how to do this in other ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you can tell, I don't want to say goodbye to her, but I must. <laughs> yes. I must. Time is coming to an end. So next time. <clears throat> next time. Next time for sure. So thank you again for uh, agreeing to be on the show today. I love that we've shared so much good information. And I'm asking my listeners to make it a point to go to Terry 
talkingwithterry.com for her website and of course her Facebook page where you can also get live on Tuesday night with her. I think that would be another fabulous experience. So we'll say goodbye for now, Terry. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah, yeah. So for the week, my dear, dear listeners, you have a lot to think about. What do I want my week to look like? How am I going to change my life this week? What am I going to own this week that is my responsibility to live? There's a lot to think about, but start also with gratitude. Terry has given you some great ideas today, and I so would love for you to put them into practice. So, Until we have next week or following week, I hope that your week is glorious. And I so appreciate that you came today. Have a great week. I love you. Bye. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 